On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are doing the 2020 NBA Draft Special. This is a bonus episode, everybody. So if you're listening mm-hmm. and you're like, well, now hang on a second, I was promised part four of the college basketball preview. That's still coming. We're sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, that, that is still coming this week. Yes. Fear not. But we have to talk about this draft uh, because... Bruce Pearl. I, I, <laughs> I mean, my God, that might end up being the whole show. We don't really know. Like Tate and I jotted some notes down. We, we don't really know where we're going to take this thing. It's just we, we're recording it uh, as the second round is going on. So to get everyone like a timestamp here, what just happened? Uh, I just saw Nick Richards get drafted and then Jemias Ramsey, I guess, just got picked up by the Kings. So that's that's where we're at. There's still still some stuff to shake out. We're still waiting on Cassius Winston. Uh, Dotson is another guy we want to see. Um Warris hasn't been drafted yet, but whatever. Who cares? Michael is, Jordan drafted LeVar Ball's son to the Charlotte Hornets. That's all you have to say. That 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 is just one nugget in a night filled with storylines, so we can't wait. We are going to break it all down the best we can, but first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical out foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, Tate, you want to start with LaMelo Ball, but uh, I don't know. I uh, Bruce Pearl, to me, I'll let <laughs> yeah. you start with LaMelo Ball. You're feeling well, – we'll get to the Bruce Pearl thing. You go ahead. LaMelo Ball selected third. He, he goes to your beloved Charlotte Hornets. Uh, your thoughts? Oh, well, this is the 2020 NBA draft. This is, uh, you know, the year is 2020. Anything is possible. In 2008, Kevin Garnett yelled out, yelled that to the skies. And since then, the world has been ripping apart and things have been happening that probably shouldn't be happening. And in mm-hmm. 2020, LaMelo Ball, the son of LeVar Ball, a man that said to the world, I would beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one, the greatest basketball player of all time, in my opinion. And LeVar Ball said, I would beat him in one-on-one. One of the craziest, uh, most outlandish things we've ever heard, especially a father of a then-draft pick Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. And then to think, you know, not some four years later, uh, we have a situation where LeVar Ball has his, you know, third son. He is in the lottery. The Charlotte Hornets come up to number three. Mitch Kupchak has said to the world, Mark Titus, he said this to me, we're taking talent. It doesn't matter about position. The Charlotte Hornets need talent. The most talented player on the board in their mind was LaMelo Ball. They make the pick. Uh, the world is freaking out. I have mm-hmm. my, you know, people in North Carolina, people in Charlotte. They're saying they're going to watch games now, Mark Titus. I don't believe it, but I think LaMelo Ball, there's a chance the Charlotte Hornets might matter again. And uh, Was it a surprise, a though? Day. Because we called this in August. When the lottery mm-hmm. comes out, we, we were fleshing it out. We thought the Timberwolves were going to go Anthony Edwards. That was what all the, the – the Timberwolves were going Anthony Edwards or LaMelo Ball. And then yep. the Warriors, if they kept the pick, we were going to take. It was, it was obvious they were going to yeah. take Wiseman. So whoever didn't go number one was going to go number three. And then Anthony Edwards, as the draft process wore on, it became clear that Anthony Edwards was the guy until this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the morning of the draft, a story comes out that Anthony Edwards doesn't like basketball. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not the guy. He is not him, as they <laughs> were saying. Yeah. He's a guy who just like one time was I, I maybe I misread the story, but legend has it he was walking on a park by a basketball goal, <laughs> picked up a ball and dunked it and said, I guess this is what I'm gonna do the rest of No, I'm kidding. It wasn't that dramatic, but uh <laughs> that's pretty much how he he made it seem. It was just like, I don't know, I tried basketball, I could dunk. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the hell? I'll play. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. I don't watch it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Never, never. Don't mm-hmm. talk to me about it. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. 
<laughs> this is a job. I want to make it clear. This is my job. Uh, but when I'm not on the clock, do not talk basketball to me. Yeah. <laughs> at it, all. It, it kind of meant like a Zeke Naji from Arizona. They did the, you know, for the, the packages yeah. that they have for all the players and Zeke Naji, Naji's package is all about him playing the piano. And then he goes, you know, without music, I don't know what I would do with my life. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, it's like, like, just, basketball, bro. It's like you just got drafted in the NBA. I think you're going to play basketball. It, it sounds like <laughs> what they want you to do, uh, but that's where we play are. basketball. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I felt like the momentum was already like <laughs> if, if it was Anthony Edwards and say uh, Marvin Bagley just comes to mind. If like, let's say Marvin Bagley is in this draft and you're picking between Anthony Edwards and Marvin Bagley, the first pick, I think the news breaking this morning, I don't even know if it's news, whatever it is like that, that story, that nugget, maybe that's enough for the, the T-Wolves to be like, Hang on a second. We should maybe take the other guy. But when your other option is LaBello Ball, <laughs> I think they're like, screw it. We're already this far in the draft. Like, wh- what the hell? We liked Edwards. If he doesn't like basketball, who cares? Yeah, and Titus, we saw Anthony Edwards at the Maui Invitational in, 20, or in 2019. And we were told beforehand, you know, this is the guy. This is the number one pick. And we watched we him play. We were told against- he was him. <laughs> he was him. And, and we watched him play against Dayton. He puts up six points. Uh, Obi Toppin steals the show. Mm-hmm. You and I look at each other. We say, we don't know what we're supposed to be saying right now, but the answer is obvious. Obi Toppin is the star in this game. Obviously, right. Anthony Edwards against Michigan State has 33 in the second half, and mm-hmm. he gets a little bit of redemption. He hits the shot against Chaminade. You and I mm-hmm. joke about that. The, big the, shot. Big yeah. shot. Changes the trajectory of that season for Georgia. <laughs> so he goes number one. The fanfare is not really there, right? The hype is mm-hmm. not really around Anthony Edwards. So I did my research, and I'm thinking to myself, the last time I remember Anthony being drafted was 2013. And uh, we all remember and recall that wasn't the best move for all parties involved. So I went through since 1947 NBA draft number one picks. There's only been three Anthony's taken ever. Number one. They've all been taken this decade. There's Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis in 2012. Anthony There's Bennett. Anthony Bennett in 2013. There's mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards in 2020. I think the first one worked. I think the first one we know is a proven winner. It checks out. The recipe is right. The second one, obviously wrong. Uh, this is the, no, the jury's still out. He's still young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The jury's still out on Anthony Edwards, but like you said, the, the whole not liking basketball thing is no, a red flag. Anthony Bennett. I was I was saying the jury's out on Anthony Bennett, but yeah, was, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 saying it could be. Remember that one game against the Heat? <laughs> Everyone remembers that that, that one now. game that one time. Remember that uh, shot he made that one time? Yeah, that awesome. yeah, that was crazy. Uh I don't know. Anthony Edwards to me, I think is the number one pick, but not even close to the number one storyline of tonight. I think yeah, the only thing no. that's interesting is the fact that he may not like basketball and it may be a bad pick for the yeah. Timberwolves. That's well, the only way it's, it's fun. It's funny to bring up 2013, though, Tate, because mm. uh, it was you look back on that draft. That was the Giannis draft, correct? Yes. That's what, yeah. That's mm. what it's become known as. But uh, The 15th pick. If it wasn't Giannis, the number one pick in that draft, it's probably all the depot, right? So mm. you're, you're making the argument that uh, – Anthony should not have been taken and who should have been taken is the Tom Crean wing. Mm. The athletic Tom Crean wing mm. should have been taken probably number one in retrospect. And that's what happened in this draft. So it depends on your perspective here. Are you, are you looking at the Anthony parallel? Or are you looking at the trust in Tom Crean wings? Because that is the comparison, the Tom Crean propaganda machine that, that got behind Anthony Edwards. It worked. They pushed him to the moon. They said he's Dwayne Wade. He's Victor yep. Oladipo. Yep. Are you? Do you really want to pass up Dwayne Wade and Victor Oladipo? And How can you pass up Dwayne no. Wade saying that he is Dwayne Wade? You know what I mean? Because who <laughs> else could say that? And the only thing I can think of when you think of 2013 is the 15th pick is Giannis Antetokounmpo, the 15th pick in this draft. 
Cole, Did you see- Anthony, mm. the Giannis Antetokounmpo of this draft. That's what people were saying. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying it, but some people are. Did you see that Anthony Edwards was asked about that, by the way, that Dwayne Wade said that he's the next Dwayne Wade, and they said, Anthony, how do you feel about that? And then he said, I don't even know who Dwayne Wade is. I don't watch basketball. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> never <laughs> never heard of her. Cole, we'll get to Cole Anthony. We have to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. Bruce Pearl. This is, okay. this is the story of the draft for me. When this happened, I started cackling. I, I – was still laughing as we got on the air. I mean, it's it's well over like two hours since it happened. I was I would I was still just sit here and just start laugh, laughing. Uh, I, I also like went to my fridge and started slamming some beers because like <laughs> it it is when the the draft just took an absurd turn. I, I tweeted this that. Uh, not to be the guy that just recites his tweets on the podcast, but like mm. th- this was this was a point that I wanted to make on the podcast because this like in sums case up the you draft missed it, yeah. yeah. In case you missed it, in case you didn't hit the retweet, folks. Uh, <laughs> We have a draft where James Wiseman goes number two. Penny Hardaway, a man who like basically raised James Wiseman. I, yep. I use that tongue in cheek. He didn't actually, but you know, like he's mm-hmm. known him his whole life, and he got the Memphis job because of his relationship with James Wiseman. James Wiseman eventually became ineligible because of a relationship with Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's sitting right next to him. No microphone. There's no, no like no. Penny. You've watched this kid grow. You coached him in college. Whatever. No, we don't. Who gives a shit? We don't want to hear from Penny Hardaway. Uh, fast forward, pick number fifteen. Cole Anthony has Greg Anthony, his 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 dad, who's a, a longtime NBA player. Uh, Spike Lee, who like I don't necessarily want to hear from, but you know, like if they would have given a microphone, I wouldn't have hated it. I guess like it, it would have made a little bit of sense, I, I suppose. I mean, as, uh, as far as star power, I mean, pretty yeah, pretty epic yeah. that Spike Lee is sitting right there in the room. Yeah, yeah, Spike Lee is sitting right there. No, we don't. We don't hear from either one of those guys. We don't get a microphone. But I'll be goddamn when Isaac Okoro gets drafted. We get Bruce Pearl in a roadside ditch with the with the a Motorola Razor pointed at him, and the first word, so one of the first words out of his mouth, one of the first two words out of his mouth, were character counts, Tate. <laughs> mm. Oh my god, I was dying. I'm still. It's still funny. It, th- this to me is what this draft will be like this is this is all i will remember from this draft we will fast the 2013 draft was was really bad and now everyone remembers it as the honest draft the 2020 draft people are saying it's going to be a bad draft mm-hmm. i will remember it as the bruce pearl roadside ditch character count speech draft <laughs> yeah as, as we went through the draft it's like the number one pick happens anthony edwards makes sense wiseman makes sense Lamelo, you know makes sense town of the board for pat williams you know everyone heard about him jumping up in the draft makes sense then number five isaac okoro you know, reasonable pick. The Cavaliers are going to take him. It, it it all checks out. And you kind of think you're just going to move on because who cares? Mm-hmm. The Cavaliers, the fifth pick. There's nothing really interesting going on in Cleveland. And the uh-huh. cutaway to go to Bruce Pearl and, and to have that moment and to have Bruce Pearl have that stage and basically play the card of I'm the good coach. And this is the, the you know, he's a first generation, you know, Nigerian that came over with his family and play that whole card and play the whole trope. And you're like, wow, the used car salesman is is killing it right now, and he's got a top five spot. And uh, you know, every Calipari's single, fuming, right? By the way, as he's watching, Coach, this, Coach K losing his mind. Uh, yeah, Rick yeah. Stansberry breaking uh, the pencil in his hand. It's like this is what all these guys are jockeying for position. This is what Penny wants. Penny wants to be with James Wiseman, saying, mm-hmm. "I have a top five pick. Come to Memphis." And the fact that Bruce Pearl got the the number one sales spot to say, uh, come work hard and you can be a top five pick at Auburn and play it as if he's like, you know, oh, oh, shucks. You know, we're just so happy this all planned out and worked out. And 
And, and then he's in the Character middle of the counts, Tate. <laughs> in, in the middle of the Blair Witch Project, whatever he's filming at the time, he's like in the middle of the woods uh, with like fog behind him. It just it was a, it was a wild scene. And like you said, as soon as it happened, I wasn't taking notes because you and I were this is a bonus episode. We're not taking notes. We're just having fun with this. <laughs> I just wrote down character counts. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I, I was scared I was going to forget it. But now it's just like just in my mind, seared in my mind forever. Um, Bruce character Pearl, what a, what a, what a character. He is a character, <laughs> he is a character. And, and he counts on this program because we're going to cover him the way he should be covered. And, oh, uh, my God. My God. It's my so God. funny. It is. It, oh, my but God. But congrats to Isaac Okoro because yeah, he is yeah, a great congrats talent. Congrats to Isaac yeah. Okoro. But uh, <laughs> Bruce Pearl saying the words character counts and like being serious. And then like Reese yeah. Davis rubbing his belly and being like, great beard, Bruce. And he's like, oh, thank you. Bruce. It's like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> This man was the ball boy during a point shaving scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about that. If you're going to get Bruce Pearl on, I don't want to hear his propaganda about why we should go to Auburn. Certainly not when he's in a roadside ditch. Like, what the hell? Tighten it up, ESPN. If, but if you would have add, the only saving uh, grace would have been like, Bruce, you were the eagle, the Boston College mm, eagle during the 1979 mm. point shaving scandal. Uh, your thoughts. Like, talk about that. <laughs> By the way, some guy uh, – uh, well, someone on Twitter told me that, that he does like a radio show in Washington and they were doing a live hit. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but whatever. <laughs> this is, this is perfect for our show. Cause it's yeah, 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 yeah. how our show works. Uh, a guy, a guy told me that he was doing a, a, a live hit from Auburn, Washington. Mm. And he re- they reached out to Bruce Pearl and said, uh, we're doing a show from Auburn. Like, will you call in or whatever? And then he called in and then they were like basically grilled him and said like, <laughs> like, why are you a snake? <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> I thought this was Auburn. They're like, it is. We're in Auburn. <laughs> yeah, we are anyway. Auburn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all well. right. Well, well, let's focus. That, that, that to me, though. Like, I, I texted you. I said, I said, not only are we going to talk about this, like, I could, I could honestly talk about this the entire show, but uh, I don't, I don't think people necessarily want to hear that. We got, we got to, we got to hit everything. Uh, can, can I bring up a big picture thing? Yes. Which please. is the crying. Um, mm. I, uh, I don't know how to say this without coming across as like a dick. Cause like, I don't want the guys to stop crying. I, I, the crying is all that is, that is becoming one of the cool parts of the draft. I'm not saying stop. I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I don't even really have a problem with ESPN, like showing it. Like I, like maybe you can make the argument, like let the guys have their private moment, whatever. But like, I don't know. I think it's cool. I really do think it's cool to like, see how the emotions overcome, uh, how, how they're overcome with emotion and hugging their family and all that. Um, but I, I, I just feel like, uh, like if I'm Mal- like Malcolm Gladwell is probably watching this and is like coming up with some sociological mm. explanation as to why like in 2017 NBA players started bawling their eyes out when they got drafted versus like being happy, you know? And I just like, I just want to acknowledge that like, I, I don't really have a full, ex- I, I don't mind them crying. I just, it's just funny if you go back and watch like the 1994 draft or something, like there's not a single tear shed the entire night, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm mm-hmm. guessing. But then somewhere along the line, right? Like, like what happened? Hey, I don't, I don't like what is, I'm not saying they're soft. I'm not saying don't do it. That all I'm saying is that this is very something, something happened along the line. And uh, it's just, it's just, it's just it's something he, I, I observed. That's all. Here's what, here's what's happened, Mark Titus. Crying is trending. And I'll say that for the people <laughs> in the back. Crying is trending. Crying is cool. Uh, and, and what Adam Sandler and Billy Madison said is, you know, it's cool if you piss your pants. It's cool if you cry and show emotions yeah. because you have reached your dream. You have reached your moment. And that is what we're dealing with, because I do think 
that a lot of these guys, you know what I mean? They feel an expectation to cry. They, they feel yeah. and see someone doing this before them and, and having that moment. I mean, I, I think a Kongu with his mom, mm-hmm. that to me is like a real moment of like, yeah. they're crying and they're, and I, and I, I don't even think I would of that cry. as crying. If, if I was with my mom and my mom started crying, I would. Yeah, my eyes exactly. Out. Exactly. Yeah. That like is a different level, but like the, the guys that are in the full suit that are like ready to go for the RJ Hampton shot. was crying like an hour and a half before the draft. Yeah. yeah. He's bawling yeah. crying. Yeah. So but, I, mean, but I like, I like your spin on this. I think it's a positive because I think maybe what, what we could explain is that, guys are becoming more comfortable like showing your emotions is yeah, becoming yeah, more yeah. Accepted. yeah yeah it's cool it's cool Whereas, to show like, that you're a human being right yeah yeah, yeah maybe that's it and society is more accepting so guys are, are i had a lot of text messages yeah, yeah i had a lot of text messages coming in tonight mark titus uh from some some upset uh, alpha males out there so they call themselves <laughs> and uh you know they were upset about the crying no 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 i, I want to make it clear i am not yeah, i am not that's what to i'm that's guy. what i that's yeah, why i wanted to yeah, point this out right now yeah. you are not being that person no, you were no, just no. pointing out to the world that is the thing that's happening. I'm confused because, like you said, I I would expect a celebration. I would expect like let's yeah. pop bottles, let's have a great time, let's play some great music, and let Earth, Wind, and Fire is playing in the background. Let's enjoy ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. That's what I expect to see. But yeah. like you said, uh, it, it does seem like this year was the year of tears. Last year was the year of dads. Uh, the last RJ year Barrett was the year, year was the year of There dads. was a lot of tears last year. Last year was also the year of stories. Uh, and and there, we certainly got a few stories. This Overcoming year. Like, adversity. Yeah, yes. like I think they did a better job of paring it down this year. And like like Akongwu had a, had a, you know, his brother passing away and mm-hmm. he like plays for his memory. And, and Anthony yeah, Edwards, yeah. obviously his mom and grandma. Like those are stories we need to hear. I, if I remember last year, it was like, like some it was guy hit after sick, hit. It, like it was every, every single, single guy drafted. It was like, find someone who, who died in his yeah, family yeah, yeah. now. Get, yeah, yeah, give it yeah. to me now. You're like, but the person God, that actually it. taught him how to shoot was his yeah. uncle Dan. And you know I, I, I mean? felt like, like they did oh a pretty gosh. good job. I know they asked Edwards on the air, but like the Congo thing wasn't – it was a pre-tape package, wasn't it? I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I like th- that too. I think going the direction of having the pre-made packages to where like you're not shoving a microphone on the guy's face right after the biggest moment of his life and being like, hey, remember when your loved one passed away? Yep. And and yeah, they, I think they did do that to Anthony Edwards though, which is, I don't know. Um, it's always anyway, tough, yeah. let's let's get away from that. I just wanted to bring that up because like, it was something I observed that I just felt like no, it's a definitely it's a trend in the draft. It's a trend. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's a yeah, trend yeah. in the draft, and it's like I wonder. But I I liked I like the explanation we arrived on. It's just guys, men are becoming more comfortable showing emotions, which is a good thing. Guys yeah, be, yeah, uh, yeah. Guys should cry. I cry all the time. I'm yeah, the same. It's 2020. What are you supposed yeah, to do? It's 2020. It's cool to cry. Uh, what what else do we got to talk about? Uh, we buried the lead in this one because we have a man on this program that we did we deemed our player of the year. A man that we you know rided and saddled behind for the entire season. We did not get March Madness to fulfill uh, what we needed to see with our frequent flyer status. Of course, I'm talking about Obi Toppin. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi. The man is going to go to Madison Square Garden. And I remember when Steph Curry was in the draft and he had told everyone in the world that he wanted to play in New York and they passed on him. And they always point that out. And they're like, man, they could have had Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Obi Toppin, I'm not saying he's going to be Steph Curry, but I do think that Obi Toppin is going to be, at worst, a Paul Millsap in the NBA, mm-hmm. which means he's going to be a, a good basketball player, a guy that's going to be around the league. And he loves New York. He's from New York. He gets mm-hmm. to play in Madison Square Garden. I think that this was a great pick. I know that there were a lot of Knicks fans that were upset. Knicks fans are the worst. I they're the worst. Fans. They can't enjoy anything. I hate you, Knicks fans. <laughs> Knicks fans. I hate, I hate all of you. You're the worst. Stop it. Literally, Stop it. the most likable player you, in the draft. I swear to God, if you do not love this man, if you do not love this man, get the fuck out of my – I'm sorry I'm mm. using the F word, but, like, I, 
I'm, I'm overcome, T. I don't know what else to say. If mm-hmm. you do not love Ovi Toppin, if you do not treat him with the same love mm-hmm. that Tate and I and the Dayton faithful and all of college mm-hmm. basketball, everybody loved Ovi Toppin except Iowa fans because he, he won all the Player of the Year awards over Luka Garza. But now, now looking back, they'd be like, yeah, I guess Ovi Toppin. Yeah, yeah. I awesome. like, like him, Come yeah. on. What are you talking about? Like he's the, he's the man. How do you not cheer for a guy? And then he gets drafted and you see him on the couch and, and he's crying. He shouts out Jalen Crutcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, His point thing, guard. And then uh. Knicks fans are like, he's not LeBron James. Like, what do you want? What did, what did you want out of the eighth pick in the in a draft that everyone says sucks? You did, congratulations, you were just handed the best player in the country for the entire year. Not not like it's not like he 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 bloomed late. Like I, I know they said he was a late bloomer. That was more like his his year to year thing. I'm not like in the, in the season it wasn't like he had a big February and then burst onto the national player of the year scene. We saw him in Maui. We looked at each other from the very first game in Maui and said, mm-hmm. that guy's an all American. That guy yep. is the, that guy is better than yep. Anthony Edwards. Yep. He's better than Anthony Edwards. We just saw it. We just saw what just happened. Um, and he falls to number eight to the Knicks. And because like, what, what did you want? What else could you possibly want if you're a Knicks fan? I don't understand. I, I don't know what they want. They want someone to be a game changer. They want someone to be lovable. They want someone to make high-flying plays in Madison Square Garden that will get the crowd going. Oh, wait, that's Obi Toppin. That's, that's Obi Toppin. Obi, that, that's understand. what he does. I don't, this like, was the one time. They, they wanted Luka Doncic? Like, Luka wasn't in this draft. I'm sorry, Knicks fans. He was. It's like, I'm sorry you didn't get Killian Hayes. Like, I, is that who you wanted? Is that what you wanted to be there? That would have made I, you happy? That yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Or Aaron Neesmith. We love Aaron Neesmith, but like, like what was the pick there other than Obi top? And we don't understand. And, yeah. and if you're talking about his hips, I don't want to hear anyone talking about someone's <laughs> hips. Like if you can't move your hips, they'll talk about other people's hips. Obi top. is going to be fine. We defend him to the day we die. Yeah. And he's going to be an MSG. He's got the young core there. Uh, Tom Thibodeau is the coach of the New York Knicks. And I have to say that again, Tom Thibodeau is the coach of the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau loves people that work hard. He's going to love Obi Toppin. And uh, like you said, man, I don't Obi Toppin is not going to win the MVP at any point in his career. He's not, I don't know if he'll ever make an all-star team, but he is going to be collecting checks from NBA teams for a very long time. He, he yeah. just did. And like, I don't understand uh, how that, that's not a bad pick in a, in a, in a draft that everyone thinks awful. And you have the eighth pick, and you got a guy that like I'm. I'm pretty confident he's going to have a ten plus year NBA career, and he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a, a pretty good player, a B a B plus B player at the worst. In my, I'm going to go out on a limb right now. He's going like, to be better than Lance Thomas. Knicks fans, he's yeah. going to be better than your current player, <laughs> Lance <laughs> Thomas. Yeah, so, I don't what the hell? What are you, you talking about? God. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Obi Toppin, we're excited. He went eighth to the Knicks, so that was great. God bless you, Obi. And that was a good move for college basketball. When that happened, Mm -hmm. that kind of set the tone of like, okay, college basketball, here we are. We're setting the tone, the player of the year. He's in the top ten. That's good news for everybody. Bruce Pearl was the first college basketball coach that got to talk. Penny was the first one that we saw. Mm -hmm. So then I have to ask you, Titus, who won the draft from a college coach standpoint? Because Coach Cal, to me – I think was the Cal, one. That yeah, held Cal his came own. in strong because he he dunked on Bruce. Like Cal was probably like driving his car, watching it on his phone as well, and he was just going to call in as well. And then he saw Bruce Pearl <laughs> in the bag, and he was like, he's like, but he makes a few calls. And he's like, by the time Tyrese is drafted, we're going to have a professional setup. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be in the office. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to be yelling at the camera, like <laughs> recruiting all of America. Like honestly, I don't understand why they have these guys on. Like I, it, I, I get the I, the impulse to want to have them on, but every mm-hmm. time they come on, the only people People that want to hear from them are Kentucky fans and Auburn fans, like the fans mm-hmm. of those schools. Like there wasn't a single person that's not an Auburn fan that was like, thank God, Bruce Pearl. I mean, for the comedic effect, yes. But like no one was like, <laughs> I'm so glad we got to hear Bruce Pearl's monologue. Yeah. But every yeah. Auburn fan was like, that's my coach. Yeah. 
boom, character oh. counts. Let's go. Well, the funniest part is it, it's like no one's trying to hear from Cal, but Kentucky fans, which like I get it, but like the rest of us don't give a damn. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't need to be re- recruited at that moment because it's basically masqueraded as like, let's find out about your player, Tyrese Maxey. And then, like yeah. you said, we cut to Coach Cow and he's in there and he's like, this is what we do. At he's Kentucky. got his trophies behind him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's like a whole thing. It's like, I, I don't even know how uh, how else to explain it other than it's it's a show. So, it's like WWF wrestling. So, I mean, it's who just, won uh, the night is the question. It's, it's a yeah. big question of the coaches, right? The so, coaches. That we saw. Yeah, I think it's Crean. I I still think it's Crean. I think it's Crean having Crean having now Oladipo and mm. Edwards. Edwards going number one. It almost doesn't matter as long as he's not like a massive, massive bust. It doesn't matter if if, if Edwards becomes an Andrew Wiggins type, which is kind of the comparison people are making because he's going to the Timberwolves and he maybe isn't driven <laughs> in in some ways, you know. Um, but if he becomes an Andrew Wiggins type, that is plenty because he went number one, and number one matters. Like number one will always matter. You know this. Mm-hmm. You walked around Columbus, Ohio with Greg Oden. He's the guy that went yep. number one. Who cares what happened after that? That's the number one pick in the draft. Uh, so no matter what happens with Edwards, uh, Crean has now Oladipo. He has Dwayne Wade, and he has a number one pick in the NBA draft. Like that's that's that that's it. I mean, he's yeah. got he's got it. He's got it rolling now. That's all he ever wanted. You know. Yeah, and it's funny because the trifecta that he always dreamed to pitch, and now he can be shooting guard. You, he can go to every single shooting guard mm-hmm. that he finds in America yep. and say, uh, "Do you want to be the next Dwayne Wade or the next Anthony?" And Edwards at three different schools, the by the way, and he's still got yeah. like all three of those guys to let. You know what I mean? Like it's like Dwayne Wade is vouching for a, a, a Georgia guy mm-hmm. just because of the Crean connection, and Crean mm-hmm. Crean's like with this thing. Like he he, he he's the big winner to me. Um, yeah, he's an independent entity, you know, himself, too, which is like what you're saying. Like the fact that those three schools, Indiana, Georgia and Marquette can have a commonality where they all can yeah. relate to one guy. That makes no sense. But it's Tom <laughs> it Crean. No I would say LeVar. I know you're talking about college coaches, but I would say while we're on the topic of big winners who weren't necessarily the players, mm-hmm. uh, LeVar Ball is a big winner. Mm-hmm. I think LeVar Ball, I'm not ready to like apologize to him for making fun of basically his entire existence these last mm-hmm. five years, whatever it's been. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're LeVar Ball, you're puffing your chest and you're like, kiss my ass, all the haters. Like I, I got two of my sons to be top three picks. Like you were all telling me I'm a bad father, whatever. How can I be a bad father if, if my son? Now, you know, you could probably argue like, listen, those guys were already talented. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they, they were top three picks in spite of you, not because of anything you did. But uh, who's to say? He, 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 pulled, he pulled the mellow out of school. It seemed irresponsible at the time. It seemed reckless. Uh, you know, the, the, the journey's not over. LaMelo now, like it almost starts now, honestly, because, you, you know, now you have to deliver now that you're in the league. But uh, I, think, I think the moment we heard that, LeVar Ball was taking LaMelo Ball out of high school in Southern California where he was playing with Onyeko Kangwu and, mm-hmm. and his, his brother, uh, Lonzo Ball. And you're like, he's leaving that to go to Lithuania to play professionally? What? Um, so I guess the fact that he's number three, I guess LeVar Ball should be able to, you know, tell everyone to shut the hell up for yeah lavar ball literally is the man that said we have to speak the things into existence if we want them to exist mm-hmm. and he's been doing that from day one and everyone laughs at him he laughs back at us even louder <laughs> and harder and he continues to live his life and i think the best part about Lamelo is that he is already a professional you know what i mean and mm-hmm. going to charlotte there's a bunch of young guys there i think they're actually gonna like Lamelo. like i think that miles bridges and pj and, and i think Dwayne so too, bacon yeah. and Devontae yeah. graham like 
they're going to like that this kid has drip and swag and the fact that he thinks he's supposed to win in Charlotte. And they all yeah, think that they're yeah. supposed to win also. And they're going to be a fun It is like a good team. fit for him, right? Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. he would have gone to – that's why the Warriors, beyond like the playing style, like a veteran team – LaMelo Ball would not vibe with. Like, a younger team is where he belongs. And I could see Terry Rozier, like, actually respecting LaMelo Ball because he's like, you dropped 92, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just like you. Like, I respect you. You're just different. So it'll be good. I'm excited for the Ball family. That boy built different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's him. He's him. (laughs) That's it. Oh, my God. Uh, Other big winner, college basketball as a whole. I mean, we were kind of talking about that. Let's keep doing uh, it. How about Peyton Pritchard? Sneak into the first round. Doug mm. Azabuge sneaking into the first round. Uh, mm. Someone reached out to me on Twitter, by the way. I want to give him a shout out. Uh, Connor sent me a message. He, he, he pointed out that Peyton Pritchard had a golden retriever and he had a lot of people at his house. And uh, the pick happens. The place goes nuts. He, he wasn't much of, he wasn't really crying as much. He was, they, mm. that place was, was lit. They were all jumping up and down. And the dog, if you go back and rewatch it, the, the, uh, Connor sent me the video. The golden retriever in this, in this room full of people, going crazy knows that Peyton Pritchard was the one that got drafted, like runs over to him and like puts his face up on his lap and, and gets pet. And I was like, man, wow. We need Moses moment? for that. Yeah, yeah. We need, we need that. Uh, but Peyton Pritchard take going first round. What does I it say? It. What does it say it. to the world that Danny Ainge loves college basketball, mm-hmm. that Danny Ainge respects the sport that you and I both respect the fact that he's able to get a guy like Aaron Neesmith, who, mm-hmm. you know, has had some injury issues, but has a lot of talent is on the bench, you know, is that Vanderbilt has Jerry Stackhouse, you know, who obviously is the legend Jerry Stackhouse to watch over him gets a lottery pick and Danny Ainge says, all right, we'll take him. We need some shooters around our guys. And then Peyton Pritchard, who a lot of people have somehow laughed off as if he is some sort of uh, Aaron Kraft 2.0, not not to knock Aaron Kraft, but like no. Peyton Pritchard's going to play in the NBA. It's not going to be a situation where he's trying to earn his keep, I feel like. And uh, mm-hmm. the, the fact that he gets the respect of being a first-round pick goes into a system where he has – uh, I mean, just Carson Edwards is there in Boston. You have Kimba there. I mean, there, there's some quality players that are in the backcourt that he can learn from. And uh, I, I think, if anything, it just it's good news for college basketball that Danny Ainge has the respect. The NBA seems yeah. to have a nostalgia and affinity, to say, to say the least, for the Boston Celtics. So when they are doing what they do, the NBA follows. So the fact that Danny Ainge is paddling along the college basketball mm-hmm. river and letting people know that it matters hey, – you- that's good to see. We, we keep referencing Maui last year. Danny Ainge was there. So mm. uh, Peyton Pritchard wasn't, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Anthony Edwards was. And he was yeah. like, we do not want yeah, that we guy. We don't want that guy. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And then Azubuka goes right after Pritchard, mm. um, which was almost more of a, a, a stamp on college basketball being just fine or whatever. Like the idea that like college basketball. <laughs> well, because I have another point about the college basketball dying thing. But, uh, uh, Azabuke is 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 a guy who dominated. Obviously, he was he was probably the best player on Kansas. I mean, everyone yeah. seems to think he was. We we both like Dotson, but like honestly, Azabuke is probably better. Uh, on the best team, like we we love Dayton, but let's let's just call it what it was. Kansas yeah. was the best team. Dayton lost to Kansas, and, so we'll give yeah. it to Kansas. Yeah. yeah, and Azabuke was the best player on the best team in the country. Uh, and traditionally that matters. And traditionally like that kind of guy is, is thought of as like a, a guy you'd want in an NBA, but Azubuke's skill set uh, is, is, is he's a dinosaur, Outdated. you know, yeah. it's, he, he's a die. Like, and so 
the idea that he could still go first round that that's that the utah jazz that's where he ended up right yeah the jazz mm-hmm. took him he didn't get traded or anything did he i mean i don't know but yeah i think i think he's gonna be on the jazz uh the idea that the jazz maybe maybe gobert helps with that maybe they mm-hmm. see rudy gobert just be just dominating the paint and they're like all right well uh, you know we'll take another one <laughs> we'll take another well, guy that just yeah. blocks every shot and, and, yeah, and i think he is going to the jazz i don't know there's a million trades going on but one of those trades is tony bradley who i thought was going to take over rudy gobert it was all all signs point to that happening he gets traded to the pistons uh the pistons are making all types of moves tonight but that happens to kind of open the door for as in utah so mm. uh that's another good fit the other the the other college basketball point I wanted to make was the RJ Hampton. Uh, oh yeah, RJ Hampton going to the Bucks was it at twenty four? I want to say ends up uh, with the Nuggets. Yeah. Oh, he ends up with the Nuggets. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he goes to the he goes twenty fourth, and I just wanted to to rewind because they showed it. They showed it on the mm-hmm. broadcast when he's on Get Up on national television. RJ Hampton, uh, in his words, state shocks the world. Yep. Uh, the whole world was shocked. I remember mm-hmm. in in uh, in India they were talking about it. It was it was yeah. front page news in India. Certainly in Latvia, it was all over the news. Uh, and of course, who could forget? <laughs> you know what's so funny? Yeah, you, no, like when that happened, that moment happened, right? I tweeted, uh, you know, did you know R.J. Hampton in fact shock the world? Yes or no. And then, like, the first couple comments were like, way to shit on this kid's mo- moment. Yeah, you know, this yeah, is like yeah. when he's in high school. So I was like, oh, I don't want to like shit on this kid's moment. So, like, I'll delete it. But I just thought at the time, I was like, that's such a free, like, the Fab Five obviously shocked the world. And people have been shocking the world ever since. You know, people we've had so many, yeah, yeah. People come, you know, it's the it's the minor setback, major comeback. There are guys I mean? at frat houses <laughs> that like hit the hit three cups in a row in beer pong and are like, like we no. shocked the world, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you see that? Like, Danger shocked the world. Nobody else saw it except the three of us right here and and what was the world watching we don't know rj hampton is to me a top 10 player in the draft i think that he's a great player he's an enemy of college basketball i'm I'm declaring him an enemy of the state exactly and that's why he paid his penance and i think that was the beautiful part of the night because i think the nba draft said no they said you you can go on get up with mike greenberg and you can act like you're above the the media machine Uh and that you can go get paid and you don't have to play college basketball. And look, we're saying, hey, get paid in college basketball too. But this is what you're saying. And you said all these things, and you're kind of spitting in the face of college basketball. Mm-hmm. And Danny Ainge and the college basketball believers in the NBA said, nay, you will go 24th. You will still get paid millions mm-hmm. of dollars. You will still be a first-round pick, but not in the lottery. Wait, you're not getting the and lottery the pick that you thought you That's the message. Have. Yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, – <laughs> Meanwhile, LaBello's like, what was the message? <laughs> Go go overseas if you well. Here's here's the message. Lamelo yeah. went overseas. Go overseas. Do whatever. You don't have to play college basketball. That's fine. The guys next year with Kaminga and uh, who's the other dude? Uh, uh, the, the Isaiah Todd. He's he's yeah. He's not I can't playing. Remember. Yeah, they're yeah. not playing in college. I don't need yeah. to know him. Get him out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. but like, that's fine. That that might be the smart decision for you. Go make money. Support your family. Do whatever. Just just don't attack us. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like yeah. don't attack us. And R.J. Hampton. He he declared himself like an enemy of college basketball. Yes, like yes. every step along he the way, he smacked us in the face on the he way out. He bitch like, slapped he, us, and we looked he, at him. We were like, "What? What did we do? We didn't do anything to you, buddy." <laughs> like, like yeah. All I mean, we did he, was wine and dine you and try to drop the bag. He's what happened? Doing, he's. He, I remember before his commitment, he was tweeting out pictures of him in Kansas jerseys and yeah. Michigan jerseys with eye eye emojis and like, "What's it gonna be, Kansas or Michigan?" And then he said, "Psych, neither one." It's like, mm-hmm. dude, you didn't shock the world. You're just like one guy, mm-hmm. like. There are other great basketball players that are going to come to college basketball, whatever. So the, the fact that he went 24th, uh, I'm not rooting against him, 
but I'm rooting against his narrative. We'll put it that way. <laughs> like I don't, I'm rooting against the narrative that he was helping construct, which was that college basketball is dead. Because when he goes, when Mike Greenberg was cackling along with him, when he was like, I'm going to, and they're like, wow, oh my God, good for you, buddy. And like, wow, this is certainly going to shake everything yeah. up. And they're like, goodbye, like, Duke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, how is Duke going to compete with this? Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, that's that, that, was, that was all right. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was a good moment for everybody. And uh, like you said, I mean, the, the, there needs to be these like points in time where we can point to as college basketball heads and say, see, this happened. Like Cam Johnson last year, being a 22-year-old going into the lottery, uh, a mm-hmm. guy that transferred from one D1 program to another, a guy that most people would say there's no way he's going to be a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. And granted, there were some connections to the GM, and we don't have to get into all the details, but it happened. It set a tone. And then guess what? The next year, Obi Toppin, 22 years old, mm-hmm. people were saying he shouldn't be a lottery pick. It happens. It goes on. And Cam Johnson's a good player. He's a starter for the Phoenix Suns, who are going to be a playoff team now. Obi Toppin could be that, I think, in the future. Um, so never never doubt the college basketball players that are in the draft. Oh, I know, I know it's drafts. fun and in vogue, but don't do it. Did they say 11 straight drafts of freshman has gone number one, a mm. college freshman? But then before that was was Blake. So how, how many times in a row is it? What is this, Bargnani? Was Bargnani the last number one pick that uh, wasn't a college player? Oof. Yeah, that was 06, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, And that was 07 was Greg. 08 was mm-hmm. Rose. Did you just want to rip through them all? 09 yeah. was, was uh, Blake. Blake. Yeah. 10 was John Wall. Mm-hmm. 11 was... Uh, that was the Kimba year. How do we not remember this? Who's 11? Uh, Everyone listening loves this. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like, this <laughs> is the best thing that's ever happened. This is the Derek Williams draft. <laughs> this is the Evan. No, Evan was Oh, it's Kyrie then. Kyrie, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, was like, I was like, it's a terrible draft. Then Anthony Kyrie. Davis, yeah, then yeah, Anthony yeah. Bennett. Yeah, yeah, we know. The show, we don't need to do it all. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I love I love that we just disrespected Kyrie right there. Everyone's well, like, I mean, t- to the point, Kyrie barely played college basketball. Yeah, exactly. So we don't know. We don't care. We didn't really remember it that well. Uh, <laughs> what else is there? What what other notes we got down that we got to talk about? I mean, uh, I mean, we could quickly. Uh, I mean, I think like Cole Anthony, right, going fifteen. Yeah, Cole Anthony. Talk about Cole Anthony a little bit. The fact that he he was he was very emotional talking about the the adversity he'd been through. I I, I felt good for Cole because uh, listen, I I piled on certainly. You know, Ohio State beat the hell out of Carolina. I love to bring that up, and mm-hmm. um, I, I love to twist the knife with you that Carolina was so bad last year. But uh, as I said with KOC, like Cole Anthony ended up having he he ended up wearing the stench of last season, Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think that was completely fair. Um, and, and he was injured and, and there's just a lot, of, there's a lot of talk about Cole Anthony and he didn't really get to talk back that much. And, and, and I don't know. And so for him to just like, kind of have that moment where he's like, after all I've been through these la- the last calendar year, it's just nice to it's nice to win one. Yeah, it's nice to finally get something yeah. good going because like yeah, yeah. basically he's had a target on his back since he went to North Carolina. He has the mm-hmm. triple double in his first game against Notre Dame. The world is on fire. Cole Anthony is everything we expected, and then everything went wrong after that. I thought it was a you know an emotional moment him talking about his, his surgery, his shoulder surgery, is the first time he had to deal with that. So that was that was cool. But we have a, a magic inside source, you and I, that we talked to, uh, and. He had been, you know, going back and forth with me and, you know, to, to see a Carolina guy like Cole Anthony go down there, I'm all in on the magic. I will mm-hmm. buy a Cole Anthony jersey. Um, that's a done deal for me. That's good. Uh, Duke, no first-round picks for Coach K. Coach K is officially out of the one-and-done business. He's mm-hmm. officially out 
of uh, the NBA business. He is just uh, is you know, Duke of Blue Blood still? I mean, that's what people were asking. This? I don't know what's going on, um, but that was nice. That was a nice boost in the night. Not seeing any Dukies go, and then Vernon Carey, one of my favorite Dukies, the first pick uh, goes to the Hornets in the second round. So that was nice, and uh, yeah, I mean that that was pretty much the big story of the draft. I feel like uh, you know we talked about Obi Toppin, but in general, it was a uh, it was a college basketball centric, at least from our point. Cassius of view. Winston got drafted, by the way, since we yeah. started the show. He went to the Thunder, fifty uh, third, and then Cassius nice. Stanley right after him to the Pacers. I wanted Cassius Winston to go to the Pacers. Mm. I wanted that. I wanted him to fall, but uh, he one pick. Uh, too soon what, what else i guess is it over is the draft over i guess yeah i think it's I over i mean I, yeah. yeah i mean maxi was a an interesting one with uh nico you know, to the warriors oh there nico nice yeah oh we would, would even bring up clay like the before the draft starts clay mm-hmm. thompson uh what do they think it is a torn achilles that's the fear it, i mean whenever you hear like lower leg injury and then they yeah. say we don't know what it is but people are yeah. like it's not yeah. good that's usually what it is and unfortunately it's the other leg too so he tore his left mm-hmm. uh acl and i think this is his right leg um yeah so that's not good good. yeah we don't like that and uh especially a year when it was you know a lot of hype about the warriors kind of making the return in the west and you know having Wiseman come to their team so they did draft nigo mania in the second round so it's not not all is lost yes there there are some people stand up (laughs) there are some people that are comparing nico mania to aaron crafts and there are people that are saying yeah that sounds about right yeah that's that's, (laughs) now that one checks out uh mark turgeon now has a top 10 pick Wow, that's right. Uh, Jalen yeah. Smith, who who I really really enjoyed watching play when he wasn't playing Ohio State. Uh, that guy, that guy's really good. Um, yeah, he he used to go by Sticks. Um, yes. That's why I always forget his name because Kobe Kobe White and all those guys used to call him Sticks, and yeah. uh, and he has gained about thirty pounds uh, of pure muscle, so we, he is uh, ready to go for Phoenix. We kind of glossed over it though. Patrick Williams going fourth, surprising. You you don't you don't feel like it's that surprising. People were very high on him, but like this high fourth. Yeah, I mean Patrick Williams, I'm in love with. Uh, yeah. I I would have taken Patrick Williams third if I were the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, he's from West Charlotte. He would have been playing with his hometown team. I thought that was a great fit. They need that three and D type of guy. Um, but I love to see him in Chicago. He and Kobe go way back, so that's going to be fun mm-hmm. to see them play together. I I think the Bulls got talked into it. I think that it was a very trendy pick. You know, I think a lot of teams were talking about how high they are on Patrick Williams. I hope that it works out and that he turns into the player, the Kawhi Leonard type player that everyone thinks he's going to be. But he's very um, – he is a classic definition of what you and I would call a good guy, right, when you think mm-hmm. about Patrick Williams. Like, mm-hmm. he is a really, really nice kid, and he really means well. And, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, especially in the NBA. And if people are trying to go after you, I always – it, it kind of reminds me of DeAndre Hunter uh, from Virginia. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. – uh, like, I really like him a lot, and I see every single physical tool that you would need to be great. Mm-hmm. But he does seem like a really nice guy. And I, I – I, <laughs> nice guys are always – it's tough so to what, read. So what we're learning is we don't want guys to be nice, and we don't want guys to – uh, play the piano or have other yeah yeah I know that's what I'm saying like I, I feel horrible saying all this but uh yeah, yeah. yeah put basketball first no I'm kidding uh Pat Williams is definitely a, a great top five steal but he got talked up so much he doesn't even feel like a steal anymore I think that's yeah why yeah he did lost well, over it so well you want to talk about guys that got talked up uh certainly on this program Kevin O'Connor came on and mm. talked to him he, he pushed him to the moon and said this guy is 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 unbelievable i've never seen anything like it i'm i'm making i don't know if he really said all that but he was he was very excited about him uh tyrell terry take mm. koc had me thinking 
maybe this guy goes lottery. I mean, the way his workouts were going, the way everyone saw him, you know, he's, he's lighting it up. Uh, apparently it, in the, the logic went that, uh, you know, in, in 2016, when Stephen Curry invented the three point shot, mm-hmm. uh, NBA GMs looked at that and they said, wow, that's worth more than the two. Wait, wait a second. Yeah. Play that back again. Run yeah. that back. <laughs> yeah. So they said to themselves, we should get guys that make three point shots. Yes. Cause those are worth more. Uh, yep. So maybe they look at a guy like uh, Tyrell Terry and say, that's our guy. Not the case per se falls out of the first round, goes first pick second round to the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of does feel like a pick that it feels like a, a diet version of the Lucas situation where like, he's going to, he's going to be a great shooter, especially on the Mavericks. Cause like that is what the Mavericks are. I know they just traded like Seth Curry. So they, you know, one of their better shooters is gone now, but uh, that that's what the Mavericks were last year was Luca. Not only is Luca great, but he, he's made that much better when you surround him with guys who can just shoot. You know, and maybe now you're gonna have Tyrell Terry just like raining threes because he doesn't really have to do much else. And mm-hmm. then everyone's gonna say, "How did all of you morons let him slip to Dallas?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's How like, did he- well, it's, it, the only reason he's this good is because he's on Dallas. Like, if Minnesota would have taken him, or like, you know, if he ends up on the Pacers, he's probably mm-hmm. not that good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I, I think he's the perfect replacement for Seth Curry. And Seth Curry going to the Sixers, playing for his yeah. uh, father-in-law, I think is a hilarious little wrinkle. Daryl Morey and Troy Weaver were the two GMs. Like, if you want to look at the the, if you're one of those people that care more about uh, transactions that are being made instead of the actual basketball, those two guys mm-hmm. made a lot of moves tonight to make the Pistons. Uh, Sadiq Bay uh, from Villanova, I think, was a really good pickup for the Pistons. He goes there. Um, and then you look at the Sixers, like we said, Steph Curry goes there. Sadiq so Bay fell a little bit too, right? He yeah, was, yeah. But I, I mean, I think that pick. I think he's a great fit. And uh, Mike Schmidt said it on the, uh, on the broadcast. He was like, he's a Villanova, he's Villanova tough or something like that, which I was like, we need to write that down. Yeah. Is that a, like a new branding word that they're doing? Uh, to like I thought, I thought Schmitz things? did well, by the way. Yeah, shout he did. Out, no. Schmitz. Schmitz yeah. Was yeah. Schmitz was good on the broadcast. I mean, uh, so was uh, Malika Andrews. Was, it, was that her Yeah. Malika Andrews. The, yeah. She's the, great. Uh, yep. Woman that was doing the interviews with the people. I thought she was really good too. So uh, shout out them. What about um, Jay Williams? What about uh, Jay Williams? Huh? The only person that could say <laughs> that Obi top to the Knicks was not a good idea. I was yeah. like, I was like, Jay, yeah. Jay this is a layup. Jay, this of, is literally a layup. He's pandering, dude. Yes. He's just like, he's just pandering to the to the Twitter people because the miserable uh, Knicks fans. But see, like the, you, you can't win pandering to Twitter people because they hate everything. So they it's hate like, no, yeah. no, not only do they hate everything, the Knicks fans, the, the Knicks, Jets, Mets mm. group of people mm-hmm. pretending that they are the only franchise that has ever like whiffed lost. on a draft pick yeah. or lost yeah. or been tortured or mm-hmm. yeah it's disgusting to hear Knicks fans complain when you got you and I who are, are Hornets and you know I'm kind of a Pacers fan whatever uh we're growing up like I would love to the Pacers had a few good seats the Hornets have been dog shit forever the mm-hmm. Hornets have never been relevant they were kind of relevant for a half second on NBA Jam well let's be honest the, the Bobcats Larry existed Johnson. for a lot of time yeah. you know what I mean yeah, for longer never, than we wanted you never complain about it you're excited to have LaMelo Ball you're like yeah we're still some tickets it's kind of <laughs> hey, interesting the it's 2010 fun. Bobcats <laughs> the 2010 Bobcats go watch the tape great team Boris Diaw <laughs> Great team. But yeah, but you're not, you know, like if anyone could complain, it'd be like people that had to endure the Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah, we don't complain. Uh, we just wait. We just anyway, wait and wait and wait until LaMelo Ball the Jets, comes The Jets are going to take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Justin <laughs> Fields is going to be like 3% better than Trevor Lawrence. They're mm-hmm. both going to be Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. The Jets fans are going to. We missed again. Yeah, just lose their minds about yeah. how they blew it. Watch, watch Tape oh, of Broadway, Joe. Yeah. 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 Super Bowl three on oh. repeat. 
Oh, poor us. Uh, one other thing I write down. Uh, uh, Mello. I, I wanted to bring up the point mm-hmm. that Lamelo, uh, the family. Uh, I, I love the just as a one-off. They, they, the family. <laughs> everyone sitting on the couch in frame had the masks on, but then when they cut to them, the audio, everyone clapping. There are seven thousand people <laughs> at that place. <laughs> He had the biggest party of all time. Uh, and then they don't even interview him because they had quote unquote technical difficulties, which I think yeah. the technical difficulties are like a party. Yeah. 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 They're like, are you guys kidding us? Is Facebook there? Is Facebook watch filming this? Yes. Uh, yeah. Isaac Okoro also funny interviews. Uh, he had like the worst echo, uh, like a two second delay echo going on and it's blaring throughout his house as they're asking him questions. And, uh, that was funny. Not a lot of technical snafus, but that was one. Anthony no, Edwards, when he started his interview, he had the microphone at his waist. Classic mistake to get, you know. I was going to say, I feel horrible for the field producers that had to set up all of these calls mm-hmm. beforehand and then uh, figure out if they could go live to the shots and, you know, figure out the audio, figure out the – I mean, it, it just – There's also wow, RJ Hampton. I don't know if it was his dad, his uncle, whoever it was, an uh, older gentleman. Um, he gets drafted by the Bucks. The mm-hmm. dad the, – the, the, the gentleman takes the hat – just chucks it across the room <laughs> mm. and then realizes somewhere along the line, somebody realizes he's got to put the hat on. So they go get it. They throw it on RJ. And then that same guy, right as they cut away, he sits down and they're all sitting there without masks. And like, listen, you don't have to wear, you know, if it's family, yeah, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to lecture you about that. But it is funny to see a guy not have a mask on. And then right as they're cutting away, he takes a big breath and goes, <gasps> and then gets ready to let out a Sean Miller cough. <laughs> and it cuts away. And I was like, that's just such a great video. This guy just like chucks a hat and just starts coughing on the guy that just got drafted. I don't know. I'm not, you know, it, it's nothing. I'm not making it bigger than what no, it is. No, it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you just know that there's like producers in the truck right there. They're like this, cut, cut, <laughs> cut, get out of there. <laughs> yeah, get out of there. Oh, Johnson, that was almost terrible. <laughs> How about this? My favorite note was that the NBA sent 30 hats to every single prospect that they had cameras on. So mm-hmm. every single one of these hats got 30 NBA hats. And uh, what happens to the rest of the hats? Darren Rovell will let us know, I'm sure. Yeah, not, <laughs> not only that, but like it's not just like 30, like one of the hat. You know what I mean? It's a lot of hats. So like these houses now are yeah. filled with just random hats of random teams. And I, yeah. I find that hilarious, especially when you think about it. As a basketball player, you never wear a hat on the court. So Ever. like you, you get picked How did by hats a team. Become the thing? That's a exactly. Great question. And so I looked it up and uh, it's because of baseball. So it's like a baseball draft tradition that got passed on to all these other sports to put a hat on of the team. And uh, so you can blame baseball. It makes no sense that it happens. Soccer does now. soccer does scarves, I think. The yeah, that, guys but that makes it. sense. Like, yeah, that makes sense, at least. Yeah. I mean, I guess at a game, people were wearing hats, but I don't know. It, what do, it, do, it, does it, does hockey do hats? Does NHL do hats? Hockey does hats, yeah. Everybody does hats. Hmm. Yeah, basketball needs to come up with some ties or something. Well, like give him a necktie and have him tie I, it real quick. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought about this. I, I was saying like it could be just a jersey. Like, why can't you just put a jersey? Just throw, on? Put a jersey. Yeah, on. just yeah. throw it on. Just like, have a suit and then throw the jersey yeah, on top. Or exactly. Yeah. Or take off or, your suit. Like someone comes off like a Augusta and they take the jacket off for you and then they put the jersey on. And I just had this thought: What if we don't do anything? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we? Yeah. <laughs> why don't we just save it for like? Because the guys get traded all the time, and then that way you don't have pictures of Kobe wearing a Hornets hat. Oh, no, we, we, we need those. Oh, you, we need need those you like that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you yeah, want yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, because then if someone comes at me and I'm like, dude, Kobe's North Carolina. What are you talking about? <laughs> we, and we got him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, why can't you just like take all the pictures, do all of that uh, after the fact or something? I don't know. You don't need to do it right. I don't know. Who cares? It doesn't matter. But yeah, My- hats, hats are funny. 
Hats are funny. My final thought, uh, God's gift to Chua. Presses to Chua mm-hmm. uh, goes to the Miami Heat. I think that's a great fit. Uh, the Miami Heat are always winning. It seems like it must be that heat culture that we keep hearing mm-hmm. about. Uh, but Precious and Bam are going to be great together. They're both rim-running guys. Bam is going to turn into uh, Jokic light, I feel like. And Precious is going to be uh, learning from UD. So that's a good fit. And then we get to see God's gift, the greatest name in college basketball this decade. Uh, didn't get the shine that he deserved. Didn't get his NBA draft moment that many thought he would, but his brother does. So that was a yeah. cool moment too. Uh, all right, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, let's do just big picture bullet points. Fast forward five, ten, whatever, however many years you want. Probably more like five because let's be honest, we have terrible mm. memories. Um, so mm. we're probably really not gonna. Re- I mean, we we barely remembered Kyrie went first yeah, in yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend like we're gonna remember this draft twenty five years from now. But uh, you know, as we sit here right now, five years from now. What is this strat? What are the moments? What are the things? Give me three. Give me your three. Like this is you're putting them in the time capsule. We got to remember this as the things. I can't believe Lamelo Ball played for the Charlotte Hornets. That's mm-hmm. like one thing because he's he's not going to be there long. I feel like I feel I feel like that's going to be <laughs> that, that's, that's going to be the Kobe Kobe yeah, two point oh yeah 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 it's Just like everything well, everything Kobe comes back to Kobe, Kobe on draft night was like I literally will not play in Charlotte. Yeah, so you guys go ahead and figure. But that listen, out. listen, man, twenty twenty is the year of Kobe. Like passing it passing yeah, yeah. away, and then everything everything that's happened. Everyone does the numerology with Kobe and like time. So every, Lamelo with the pictures with the Hornets. This yeah, is like his what moment. if that's yeah. the Kobe moment? Is that like Lamelo? He, he takes the picture, he's smiling, and then as soon as it cuts, he's like. Get me the hell out of here. Where yeah. Yeah. Organize uh, a trade now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tonight. Tonight. Uh, what else is a uh, big picture thing? I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. Killian Hayes saved the mm. Pistons. Uh, you're gonna no, you're not remembering Killian Hayes. Get out of here. No, he no, when he's good, when he's good. Oh, we're, you're trying. Oh, you're doing you're like saying the, we're five years now, we're gonna look back no, and be like, all right, all right, fine. What, 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 are, what are we supposed to be saying? I don't know. Are, this is the Titus and T tradition of just like <laughs> <laughs> not being on the same page about what a second. What is what is the rubric? I'm just here? saying of like what happened to I don't know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, all right, the fine. things you're, that are gonna stick with us, the things that are gonna stick with Obi Top and going to the to to the Knicks, right? We're always gonna remember that. That was the big thing. I don't. I don't think right. we're going to remember Anthony Edwards. I don't think we're going to remember. I'm saying, I'm saying you have to put it in a time capsule today. And you're mm. saying like, these are the important things we put in the time capsule today. And then we dig it up in five years. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah, can't yeah. say that Killian Hayes is going to be awesome. Cause we don't know that yet. You got to okay. put it in the time capsule today. You understand? Okay. So right. today, today, the Detroit Pistons won the draft today. <laughs> <laughs> today, put that in the capsule. You open up in five years. <laughs> yeah. It's like a shithole. <laughs> like, like, like nothing has worked out. They're like, wow, these people did it's not. Like, it's like the way. IOUs and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Detroit's franchise is absolute garbage. <laughs> the they're, 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 all the babies like, like don't, worry, but, don't lose that. That's a car. It's, it's, it's a car. So, <laughs> says Tate Frazier says on the night of the draft that you guys watch. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Mine are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go ahead and go. Yeah. I, mine are Bruce Pearl. Uh, mm. that is, we got to put that in the time capsule. Yeah, I would say save that. that is, that is a hundred percent going in OB getting drafted. I think just OB, the OB topic experience. Uh, we never got the March madness moment. Um, he didn't go as high as he should have. I don't know if he should have gone number one. I, I kind of tongue in cheek when I say I would have taken him number one. I don't, I guess if I'm actually a gym, I don't know if I actually do that, but for the purposes of the show, Screw it. I'm doing it. I'm taking him number one. Uh, so just to see Obi, I will remember that. Obi going to the Knicks. Uh, what else would it be? I don't know. I don't know. I get that's the Bruce Pearl's it. Like those are the two things yeah. I want to remember. Yeah. 
Because um, Ca- Coach Cow, I mean, Maxie doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? The grand yeah. scheme of things. No dude least, guys going? I mean, no dude guys is what's going to stick with me. Yeah. The, Put that, this the, is, write that next to the Detroit the, Pistons. Won the draft. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. Detroit Pistons won the draft. Kings came in second. Coach K did nothing. Uh, yeah. That's probably my big three that we're going to write down. I mean, the, the fact that Duke's not involved in the draft is a pretty big deal. But um, Florida State had two. Uh, had yeah. Two, two, two picks. top. Yeah. Two lottery picks. Um. No, block me in on honestly. Kobe. Tom Crean. Tom Crean is probably yeah. Just just yeah. mark this down for Tom Crean as well. Mark it down for Tom. Yeah, this wasn't as good of a exercise. This was. <laughs> oh, we got it. Uh, the answer is Bruce Pearl. Just yeah. like All throw right. throw out, cr- crumple up everything else that we wrote down. Just put Bruce Pearl did an interview in a roadside ditch with with horrible lighting on a on a potato mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. And said the words "character counts." First, it was serious. First, it was serious, and had a straight face. And then everyone yucked it up with them and was like, "Bruce, you're the best, buddy." He is charismatic. I'll hand him that. Like, he, is, <laughs> yeah. he is. Like I get how it happens, but yeah. like, no, it definitely works for a reason. But yeah, it's yeah, just, I get. Like it, we said, we will not cover it that way on this yeah, show. Yeah, like, but at the same time, come on, no, <laughs> character no. counts for Bruce no. Bro. Uh, all right, that's the show. We'll see you guys uh, later this week, tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, we'll see you yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. We're gonna wrap up our college basketball preview. College basketball starts next week, folks. Next week. We're yeah. we less than a week Rossi's away. losing his mind right now. And we're just trying to keep everything. We're trying to chill. We're trying to make sure everything goes as planned. You know, yeah. we're not going to get too excited. We're not going to, we're going to stay humble, but when it happens, it's going to pop. We can't wait. And uh, thank you for listening to our NBA takes. We, like yep. we said, this is a bonus episode. We're just kind of dumping episode. everything, everything that we're thinking at this time. Uh, I'm sorry about, you know, anything I said about the Detroit Pistons that people are going to get upset <laughs> about. Um, but otherwise it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, thanks for listening. And folks, always remember, character counts.